This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the shows on our Twitter timeline at A to Z Sports and hit us up on Instagram and TikTok for more great Titans coverage. We do have to thank our sponsors because they actually make this thing happen for you guys and they make it free and help you guys out uh, with whatever you have going on in life, like Wilson County Hyundai. Make Wilson County Hyundai a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or WilsonCountyHyundai.com, the Bone & Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's better coverage rates and service. Learn more about a health plan for you, FBHP.com slash A-T-O-Z, and Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Titans. If you've been injured in a car wreck, go to Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation, 800-800-4600. So, Zach, uh, I was, uh, Friday afternoon, I was, you know, working on some stuff, and then I get a text from, you know, somebody who's like, hey, is there anything to these Titans-Bears trade rumors for the number one overall pick? And I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And so, I go look through social media and we see what exactly was starting to catch some legs Friday afternoon and continued to grow over the weekend. And it comes from a couple bears Twitter accounts with the number one overall draft pick. And so we know this with the Texans beating the Colts in the last week of the season, the Texans slid to the second overall pick and the Chicago bears go to the first overall pick because they lost the Vikings. And the Bears have Justin Fields, who they like a lot in the building and has made a lot of plays, did a lot of great things in his second year with the Bears, but they were the worst team in football. But they don't need a quarterback right now. They have the number one overall pick and uh, several teams behind them who need a quarterback desperately. And there's Bryce Young, there's C.J. Stroud atop the draft board. And so that pick is open, right? We know that. But then... The first comes from an account called the Bears blog. And so this is the Bears blog, official partners with whatever that is right there out of Queens, New York, thebearsblog.com. And so that first tweet on the right, haven't tweeted much for you, but I have two things for you. One, Fields didn't become the guy last week. He became the guy uh, in November. The whole building loves him and they should. Two, uh, two teams have already floated offers for the first pick. Neither is the Texans who pick second or the Colts who pick fourth will be fun. And then somebody asked him, okay, what about the Carolina Panthers? And the Bears blog said, well, what about that club in Nashville picking 11th overall? And so that's where things start to take off. And then another Bears account, this one's Ben Devine, uh, who claims to be a Chicago sports news Bears fan, draft nerd, teacher, eggnog lover. So, and he is also subscribed to Twitter Blue, hence the check mark. Ben Devine says the Bears have already received 
offers from two teams for the number one overall pick, according to the Bears blog. Neither is the Texans or Colts. And updating that one of the inquiring teams is the Titans who pick 11th overall. So, Zach, that's what that is. And then I see Instagram accounts. I see other Titans, Twitters, fan accounts, and it, it just gets legs and runs. And, you know, I don't know how you feel about this, but that's the story. So I'll toss it over to you to see how you feel about uh, the Bears blog and fan account that we just showed there on these rumors. Well, here, look, my, my opinion is that um, blogs are not bad. Blogs no. give uh, fans and people, you know, things to do. They give them uh, an audience. They give them a community. And that is valued. Yeah. Uh, but I think where this problem is, is that when bloggers try to be more than bloggers, and that's what you get on the internet quite a bit especially in today's age, as there's a transition from what Twitter represents now compared to what it did with Elon Musk trying to fix it, which I do think that is, that's got to take time, right? To figure mm -hmm. out and feel out a process. I think there's a lot of trial and error that Elon is trying to do with Twitter. And Twitter is how we get our news. I hate Twitter. I mean, every, I, I'm documented. I hate Twitter. Nobody cares how many Twitter followers you have. And people are so obsessed with Twitter and they're following, like, it doesn't make you that much money. I'll tell you that. So here's, here's the problem. Bloggers now try to extend to become reporters, mm -hmm. and they have a community, but they're not reporters because they don't go through the same system that reporters should go through. That is verifying sources, multiple sources, before it is even put out to the public and Austin, look, I'll let you explain. I didn't go to, I, I'm a business major. I didn't go to yeah. journalism school. I also yes. don't, you know, it, it, big J journalism is dead. I've <laughs> said that for a long, long time, especially in today's age, it still doesn't mean that there shouldn't be checks and balances right. when you report something to the Twitter sphere, when you have a community and you have an audience, you should treat that with respect. But in journalism school, they do treat you about, teach you about sourcing and yeah. sources. And I don't trust the Bears blog from Queens, New York, covering the Chicago Bears multiple, multiple states away. And then, you know, whoever this Ben guy is who just paid $8.99 a month to get a check mark next to his name. Mm -hmm. So we've got to really, really be aware of who is sending out this information yeah. and the validity of it. Yeah. And so you, you mentioned, yes, I have a, a broadcast journalism degree from the university of Tennessee. There are really just two things that I still use from that degree in today's world, because you know, it's over, it's, it's over 10 years old. My degree is and media moves very fast in a decade's time. So the two things I use are, one, if you're wrong, get right as fast as you bleeping can. And the other one is if you're going to report something and you don't hear it from the horse's mouth, like from the person, then you need to have three sources on it. And they need to be independent sources of one another. It can't be like two people, but they are getting it from this from each other. And so there's an opportunity where sometimes you get it right from the horse's mouth, uh, which we have done in the past with Rashard Matthews, right? When Rashard Matthews left the Titans, A to Z Sports reported that as Rashard Matthews left the Titans because 
Rashard Matthews told me that he left the Titans uh, specifically through text. And then you have situations where Taylor Lewan got uh, popped for a PED suspension. And what did we have on it? We had two independent sources, not three. Did we run it? No, we actually reached out to Lewan and Compton at that time for that third source. And then they broke the news themselves. So we didn't jump the gun on that. So that's just how, that's two examples of how that works. But, you know, as somebody did mention here in the comments that I want to bring this up and we will talk more about this in a second that, you know, uh, that one of the Bears bloggers that is being Caleb uh, that's being talked about here, over 42,000 followers, not just an average fan blogger. And while that might be the case, uh, we're going to go deeper into that a second. And so I'll tell you a little bit more about these uh, this Bears blog and because we have a luxury here at A to Z Sports of having a Chicago uh, correspondent in Sam Phelan who knows everything about uh, Bears Twitter and Bears social media because Chicago Chicago is where Sam is from and he is a uh, childhood Bears fan. So I'll tell you more about what we need to know about uh, the uh, the accounts that these are coming from. But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever uh, you get injured in life, you need to go to who you can trust. And that's the people at the Bone and Joint Institute. They've got you covered. They've got over a dozen specialists there in Franklin who specialize in any type of injury you could possibly think of, head to toe and everywhere in between. They've got you covered right there. You go to boneandjointtn.org. You type in, make an appointment. You tell them what's hurting, and it sorts the doctors who specialize in those type of injuries, and boom, you find what fits your schedule, boneandjointtn.org. A to Z Sports, we are powered by BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today. They've got you covered on your sports book, and you should download it, and they'll hook you up. You get $1,000 uh, in bonus bets. That is one heck of a deal. $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet misses. You can download the app in your Apple or Android store right there. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports. That's all one word. Download the app today. All right. So, Zach, uh, Sam Phelan, who is our Titans reporter here at A to Z Sports, is a Chicagoland native and a fan of the Chicago Bears uh, and has followed the Bears blog for quite some time. And so, what this is, is the Bears blog. Uh, is a, uh, a, you know, the bearsblog.com. It's a website. And this individual who has been nameless and faceless for the entire time that the account has been going has quite a following, 42,000 followers plus. Uh, and so what Sam has described to us is that this particular account has a source around the Bears that has been around you know, factual in some instances, but it's usually details that don't exactly matter to the bigger picture of breaking a story. It's usually, uh, you know, some opinion around something that might have happened. Like if the Bears have interviewed a coach for a position, this the Bears blog account will have some information on when that interview happened and that it actually happened or something like that. But nothing substantial where they have been able to break news. So when you see this account and this tweet on the right, haven't tweeted much, but I have two things for you. The thing about Justin Fields and then two, two teams have already floated offers for the first pick. Neither is the Texans or Colts will be fun. And so that's, that's the first thing, right? The second thing 
is Ben Devine, who is a subscriber to Twitter Blue. And you look at the difference of Ben Devine's tweets and what the Bears blog tweeted. Because Ben Devine says uh, that update, one of the inquiring teams is the Titans who have the 11th overall pick. Where the Bears blog says, what about that club in Nashville picking 11? Which is asking a question, but Ben Devine is taking it as one of the inquiring teams is the Titans. And so there is a stretch and a reach even between these two Bears fan accounts that is making this irresponsible and not how things should work when it comes to reporting about NFL draft trades. And so it's February 6th. It is so early in the NFL draft season. The Senior Bowl just happened on Saturday. The Combine is about 20 days away. And so it's about to be very messy over the next several two and a half months when it comes to this number one overall pick. And Zach, you touched on it. This is the first NFL draft season that we have had where anybody can get a blue check mark at any point in time to spread whatever they think could be funny or could be entertaining to them. And so free agency in the draft this season is going to be very difficult to sift through. So again, just try to be patient and look at who you're reading tweets from and try to think, is this reliable? And then I think it, it, I think there's some responsibility that Titans fans who have a platform or an account for Titans fans to not post this nonsense without sorting through some things, because, you know, there's a, there's Titans fan accounts on Instagram that were running with this thing. And I'm like, come on, this is so ridiculous. Like, Let's not jump to conclusions on all this. Clicks. Yes. That's or what impressions, whatever no, it is. All clicks. I mean, and we, we look, you, you know, the game, I think this is the, uh, you know, this conversation represents the truth behind this. Do I want to talk about bears bloggers today? Hell no guys. That's like my, that's the last thing that I want to do. I, that, that, I loathe that type of stuff, but it does need to be, talked about in the sense to kind of you know devalidate these guys with a big with a big following comes a big responsibility if we just threw out rumors just every single time that we heard anything that would not be responsible to our following mm-hmm. and we've got a big following right so i i feel like this is tough now and and here here is the next phase of this is it realistic that the titans could trade up that's not that unrealistic. It's not like you're telling, you know, it's not like they're saying that uh, a team, you know, in you know, with the 22nd pick is trading up for the first pick. I mean, you're going from 11 to 1. Is that a jump? It is. But we've seen some big jumps in the NFL draft. The Julio Jones, I, I think, trade opened our eyes to a lot of things. There's been more and more trades over the last several years around the draft than ever. So when you talk about things. It's not bad to talk about a possibility, but when you're coming out here and floating out rumors about reports and then you're getting other guys that are reporting, that is damning to what, honestly, the industry represents. And that, I think, is my problem with these Bears bloggers is that they're throwing around a lot of ideas that could be somewhat realistic in the realm of possibility. The Titans need a quarterback. They've got a quarterback issue. I think that's been documented. They got a roster issue. They've got a top 11 pick, right? 
So, like, you can't just throw out things. And especially the, the Bears blog, the Bears blog, just threw out a question about Nashville. He didn't even say anything regarding the Titans. What about? <laughs> right? He was kind of, he was baiting. That's, yeah. you, you know, you're leading the witness. <laughs> you know, <laughs> objection, Your Honor. You're leading the witness. And there are leading, what happened was, they led Titans fans and Titans bloggers. Again, I don't have a problem with the blogging industry. That's not what I'm what I'm getting up in arms about. It's the blogging industry trying to be something that they're not. They're trying to be reporters. Stay in your lane, right? Like, it's yeah. okay. But once you try to jump over and you try to break news, then your reputation needs to be on the line. Because if you get it wrong then you need to be discredited because that that's the responsibility that you have. If you're going to play the game that is called media, because right. in, in today's age, anybody can call themselves media if they get a Twitter handle and a following. Right. But that's not how it should be. And we're still trying to adapt to, as I mentioned before, you talked about like making sure that the tweet that you read is a verified user in some degree. So you can form an opinion on your own accord. Mm-hmm. Well, now you got it. It's a two-step process. You yes. got to read the tweet, go to the profile. It's actually a three-step process. Yeah. Read the tweet, go to the profile, click on the verification, and then find out if it's something that is, you know, or if it's just this dude, Benio, who just sit there and said, hey, I'll pay $8.99 a month, and I'll throw out some BS on Twitter to see if I can get some retweets. I mean, that tweet, now that we know that Elon's put up there, it reached 304,000 people. Yep. Yep. It's, it's fake. And, and it's not even about his stuff. It's about the other, it's about the other accounts tweet and right. And it, and he's also gained about 500 plus followers since he tweeted that out uh, a few days ago. So and, it's a drug, right? It's yeah. heroin. He's yeah. going to just try to get more heroin. He's going to shoot up again and throw BS out there on the Twitter sphere to get another 500 followers. And now all of a sudden, like it is, I mean, social media is a drug. I mean, it, that, that's exactly what it is. And you got bad users on the platform that are taking advantage of yeah. it. And then other people are falling, falling for it. Yeah. And so Donald says, once again, national media complaining about outside media. No, we're not complaining about outside media. We're complaining about outside bloggers. Like there's a, again, there's a difference in fan content and media content. I, I think fan content is a fantastic thing. It's not bad. Like Zach said earlier, fan content is good because it allows for other fans to have conversations about their favorite team that drives interest in their favorite team. And it gives people opportunities to make some side money on, on their favorite team, whatever. But it's always about understanding where that line is on being a fan uh, platform that can have opinion, that can have reaction and have conversations versus trying to create and stir up uh, news and media. So Caleb says, why are we devaluing them or why do we need to devalue them? You guys have no idea what they know. It's not a, it, it's just a, I, again, I feel like Caleb, the, no, I'll answer this. Okay, go for Caleb, it. you need a reputation. Yeah. Like you're, if you, you have to build a reputation that you can break news or you're informed over and over and over again to earn the trust. And if you're just throwing out why, and that's why there need, there has to be checks and balances that there is not on the internet. That's been the problem. Whether you're talking about an election and politics, whether you're talking about sports, whether you're talking about celebrity gossip, 
God knows how many times that, you know, things have been thrown out about one person cheating on another celebrity and it's been just dead ass wrong because there are celebrity blogs, there are sports blogs, but your reputation has to precede you. That, like, it, it would be just like anything. How much catfishing is going on in the world? People going out and whether they're they're funding people's, uh, you know, accounts because they're getting catfished or they're going out on bad dates because that's not the person that they're going on dates with. Like, the internet is a bad, scary place, Caleb. So it's a reputation thing. We should, your reputation should mean something. And when you diagnose information, you should be able to understand where that is coming from. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, Caleb says it's not your reputation. So why have a whole morning show devaluing someone you have no idea about? I just don't understand what the point of devaluing. Well, because we have a responsibility to our audience because when people are DMing us and, and adding us on on Twitter and Instagram and everywhere else. But Hey, why haven't you guys talked about the, the, the bears reports? Because they're not reports. We're verifying how bogus the blog is. Yeah, That's yeah. the point. It's Caleb. And, do you and, not, and, I don't understand again, why you can't understand that. I, and, that and is the, baffling to me. Honestly. I do. I do think that there's a unique aspect of this is that we have Sam Phelan. Sam Phelan is our tight reporter. Sam goes to the facility uh, every time there's an availability or a practice or whatever. And Sam is also very familiar with the Chicago bears, Twitter and media circles. And so Sam knows these guys and, and knows what they've done in the past and knows that it's not exactly something that you should run with and think, Oh, these two Twitter accounts who are bears accounts for as fans and blogs, just because they're saying something doesn't mean the Titans are trading up for the number one overall pick. It's a big deal here. Yeah. And that, and I think I go back to the notion is it's not wild that wild to think that the Titans could possibly do this. But if they did, it needs to be verified from somebody with a reputation. That's the point. Yeah. It, they're not throwing out crazy ideas. The idea of what this represents, there is some possibility. I don't know what it is. There is some possibility that that could happen. But to throw that out there on Twitter and have you know, the rumors start swirling because of it. I, I personally, this is my opinion, Caleb. I think that is irresponsible. Yeah, I agree. All right. So let's, we understand we, I think we've given the rumors enough, um, enough conversation. Yeah, let's here stop on, talking about right? Bears blog. So, so now let's talk about the actual circumstance because Zach, you just said it, that you don't think it's that ridiculous that the Titans could be interested in that number one overall pick. Right. And so they, they ha the Titans have a quarterback situation whether it's Ryan Tannehill next year or a veteran they trade for after cutting Tannehill or a rookie that they try to draft in the first round and might have to move up for said rookie, that they have a quarterback situation that Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel have to figure out and that the number one overall pick is for sale because of the draft scenario. So let's ask this buy or sell question. Would you buy or sell the idea of the Titans trading up for the number one pick. Would you buy or sell the idea of the Titans trading up for that number one overall pick? But Zach, tell us all about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP.com is where to go to get 
your new health plan. I got my new health plan in 2022. You need to get your health plan in 2023. Plan on them for health, dental, and vision. 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. Farm Bureau Health Plans. You give them a call or go online to fbhp.com slash A to Z. You take a quick health assessment. Once you get your health assessment, you get a quote. Once you get your quote, you realize you've been paying too much from your previous health plan. That's when you switch. Very, very simple. Better coverage, better rates, better service. That's Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee. Also, don't forget the BetMGM app is fantastic. We know what's coming up this week and upcoming uh, Sunday, uh, less than one week from now. It's an opportunity to win big with the BetMGM app. And if you're an existing user, you can win big with BetMGM's Refer a Friend invitation because everybody's trying to get on the action this week, right? And so you could take advantage of that by sending out the Refer a Friend invitation to 20 of your friends and you get $50 in bonuses for every friend that signs up with your invitation. And your friends get 50 bucks uh, by doing that too. So again, the refer for an invitation in the BetMG map for existing users, go check that out. So that's up to $1,000 in bonuses if your friends sign up via your refer a friend invitation with the bet MGM app. So Zach, uh, we've been through the rumors, right? This is where it started. The bears blog, uh, that two teams have already floated up offers for the first pick. Neither is the Texas or Colts. And then what about that club in Nashville picking 11? So that's where, uh, the rumors began late last week, but separate of those rumors, let's discuss the idea of the Titans trading up with the bears, because we know the Houston Texans are two in the division the Colts in the division are at four both needing a quarterback would you buy or sell the idea of the Titans trading up for the number one overall draft pick with the Bears Zach I'll send you to the chat yeah we we've got a lot of Titans fans that I think they do have their head on straight in the sense of what they feel but then you got a couple that you know they're I think the Titans fan base is different debt is desperate for a franchise quarterback which is understandable you're in the AFC. You got Joe Burrow. You've got Patrick Mahomes. You've got Josh Allen. You've got Trevor Lawrence in your own division that is on the you know the up and up based on this past season and how they finished. So buy or sell. Tighten up says sell. Here's a string of sells: Demario, Eric, Stephen, Eric, Jimbo, Major, Jonathan, uh, Jody, Brent, Scott, Rob, Jason, all. Say sell, 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 sell. Pistol Ramsey is going buy. A couple more sells coming in from Deborah and Michael. Gary says buy. Buy, 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 buy from Nate's Burner. Uh, sell from Karen. Sell from JC. Sell from Amar. Or excuse me, buy from Amar. Excuse me. That's buy. So there's about three or four buys so far. Martin says sell. Buy from Stephen King. Raise the cost for Houston and Indy. So Maybe talking about the idea. So, look, Stephen King actually comes in here with some subtleties there. Yeah, The idea is different than the actuality, which that's why we kind of position the question the way we do. But that also raises the price for two of your competitors and two quarterback-hungry teams in Houston and in Indy. And then you have the situation of the Bears. If nobody trades with the Bears – the Bears aren't going to select Bryce Young and the Texans have their opportunity to just pick, right? Yeah. Like that could happen. Nobody's forcing anybody to trade with the Bears to go get Bryce Young. So the Texans may get lucky 
and pick Bryce Young at the number two overall pick if nobody's willing to trade with the Bears or the Bears don't find a deal good enough to trade. I, I find it difficult that the Bears thinking that the Bears are going to pick number one. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I, I mean, if, if, logically if, it doesn't make sense, but I, you never know. I'll say this. If the Chicago Bears pick and select number one overall, in this draft, that's a failure by GM Ryan Poles of Chicago. Because look, they don't- Austin, this is a different situation, so I don't want to compare them apples to apples. But our old friend Corey Davis. Remember John Robinson, number five overall pick? He selected Corey Davis. And what was he desperately trying to do? But that's the fifth overall pick. I'm, not, I'm, I'm asking. What was he, he desperately trying to do? Trying to, He was trying to trade out of five to go back a, a handful of spots to pick Corey Davis at 12. And nobody would do it. The same right. thing happened with Isaiah Wilson, as we found out later. They were trying to trade back, but nobody was willing to do it. I just give those examples yeah. based on there have been situations where GMs with high picks have not been able to find a deal that because it's the representation of the pick it's the deal it's not necessarily oh well this makes a lot of sense you've got to get what the bears general manager deems value yeah sure for that but, pick but but picking at number one is less than whatever value they would get from sliding back to pick whatever in the top 10 or 11 well, right maybe they want to pick the defensive lineman out of georgia yeah jalen carter right but there's a i mean the bears, they're not going to be able to do that if they trade back to so he, here's where i think this is why i say it's a failure for ryan poles if the bears actually select number one that means he's not doing a good enough job of puppeteering and mastering the art of the uh the i've got a guy in the line who wants to do this what do you think? And so the the thing is, we know Houston is desperate for a quarterback at number two. If if anything, the Bears have to do a good enough job of convincing the Texans that somebody behind the Texans wants to jump ahead of the Texans, which makes the Texans have to jump up to number one, the Bears slide the two. Like, that's the least thing that should happen if you're the Chicago Bears. We've seen general managers make bad decisions, right? You that yeah. That's also a sell job. I, that's what I'm saying. That's why that again, that's why I preface this that if the Bears select number one, that's a failure by the GM Ryan Poles, that he did not do a good enough job of selling the action or perceived action of that pick. That's his job is to make sure that the Texans, the Colts, and any other pot that really the Texans. It's his job to convince the Texans and the Colts that somebody else wants to come up. That's what Ryan Poles is trying to do the next two and a half months. And if he can't do that, then he's not a very good sales guy. Because this should be a fairly easy sell. (laughs) It should be a fairly easy sell. Because you're selling the Texas. Hey, are you okay with either Bryce Young or Stroud? Because I got a guy coming up who wants wants Bryce Young. Are you okay with Stroud? Maybe they are. Or, or, Or whatever. Maybe they are, though. Right? Maybe the maybe the Texans, and this is something we don't know. Yeah. Again, we're February 6th. Super Bowl hasn't even happened. We don't know if the Texans are okay with CJ Stroud. They may be. Because they may be willing to go with CJ Stroud instead of giving up something for the, the number one overall pick. 
that's a possibility. Yeah. So it again, ma- matters less about a sales job. I, I to do the think. I, again, I do think the big and look. That's the counter to what Ryan Poles sales could right? be, right? And and you know maybe Ryan Poles doesn't mention, hey, I've got somebody in the line that's going to move up and take Bryce Young, or that's going to take one of these guys. I'll give you this if you want to come up and take your guy. So you don't get whoever's left over. That's the sale to it. So again, I'm going to ask you now, Zach. Do you buy or sell the idea? of the Titans moving up from 11 to one, the idea of it. I I love the idea. (laughs) I'll be honest. I I'm in, I am in love desperately, passionately in love with the idea. I just think 11 is way too far. Okay. I think that you are going to have to give up so much. And we'll talk about the cost. Yeah. But the cost does not outweigh what the value is because Bryce Young still a risk. He's not a proven commodity. You're not trading for for Patrick Mahomes. You're not trading for Josh Allen. You're not trading for Joe Burrow. They're, they're, they're not proven commodities. So there's question marks as we've talked about for Bryce Young and his durability. You don't want him to be Tua still or just fresh out of concussion pro- protocol in February when he hadn't played a snap in a month, right? Like you don't want that risk. And so what are you, what's the cost? I think that's why I love the idea of the Titans getting a franchise quarterback and figuring out over the next four to five years as the number one overall pick, not having future picks because you're going to have to give those up is uh, I think very, very scary, especially for a brand new general manager. So overall, I think 11 is too far back. So I mean, I, I buy the idea, but I think the logistics of it, I've got to sell. Yeah, and that, I that's think how I would answer. Do you, Bryce Young's very interesting because you know we watch SEC football and we've watched it the last couple of years where Bryce Young's been wheeling and dealing with Alabama. That dude's that dude's very good, right? But we know Bryce Young can make every throw. He's great at extending the play and making an off-platform throw. Uh, that puts the defense in conflict, and he, and he's been able to do that this past year without Alabama. Had, like, who was Alabama's top wide receiver? When's the last time Alabama's had like zero like stud wide receivers? Like, he did it this year with a bum shoulder and zero stud wide receivers. And so, but you also have Bryce Young, who is listed at six foot, even one ninety four. I don't think Bryce Young is six foot. I also don't think he weighs one ninety four. And so. Never has a quarterback been that light uh, in and been taken this high in the draft. And so Daniel Jeremiah has called Bryce Young Aaron Rodgers, who was left in the dryer too long, that he plays like Aaron Rodgers, but he's shrunk in size. And so at some point, you can't wear that shirt that shrunk too much uh, in the dryer. And will he be able to stand up and hold up in a 17-game season uh, before you get to the playoffs to help you win the ultimate prize. Well, how so- do you combat that decision-making? It's what, what Aaron Rodgers, what makes Aaron Rodgers so good is he's decisive. He makes decisions to get him out of harm's way more often, right? Yeah, but even Aaron Rodgers has broken his collarbone twice. Well, but, I mean, the longevity right. of his play. No, I know, I'm just, but I'm just he's saying. He's not an like, injury-prone quarterback. But I'm just so. saying, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a, well, but Aaron Rodgers is a big guy who can move and is very decisive, yes. But you know, I, I just don't know Bryce Young if he can if he can hang hang up. And I think C.J. Stroud from blank playing in the Big Ten, you know, he's basically played two games 
uh, that matter the last couple of seasons. And he had a great performance against Georgia that made him a lot of money. But it's again, my hope, my point is neither of these guys is Joe Burrow. Neither of these guys is coming out of uh, college into the draft prospect as Trevor Lawrence, the can't miss prospect with that reputation. And so, but you know, Bryce Young's is the apparent number one pick, right? Like the, he is the top quarterback in this class. He will be drafted. It's not like a Malik Willis could be in the first round. Oh no, drops to the third round. Right, but he's he is also the clear cut, defined best quarterback in this draft. Yes, but he's also not what we think Caleb Williams will be a year from now. Well, there's always, I mean, there's always I, that. I sure. mean, come on. So, so Caleb my, Williams could have a disastrous year. He could break his leg. I mean, uh, there's so many different things. So I, I, you can't look in the future. You have to look at now. No, and the clear cut number one best quarterback in this draft class is Bryce Young. Right, but not all draft classes are created equally, and not all draft classes. This is not a terrible draft draft class. Last year was a terrible draft class. Yes, but it's not terrible. But is it worth trading up from eleven to one to go get a? Well, that's why I say the cost doesn't make sense. Right, and so I am a sell on this as well. I don't think the Titans have enough and a combination of enough and the right assets to go do it. It'll take a lot from going to eleven all the way up to one jumping those 10 spots. And for a guy that, you know, if you draft Bryce young, and this was my reasoning on not being all in on drafting Marcus Mario to second overall is that I didn't think the Tennessee Titans were prepared around Marcus Mariota for him to succeed. I, if you go back in time machine in 2015 draft, I was more pro Leonard Williams at number two than Mariota at number two. And Mariota didn't have an offensive line. Well, fast forward to 2023, the Titans have the worst offensive line in the league when it comes to pass protecting. And if you're in this hypothetical situation, drafting all the way up from 11 to one to go get a guy who might weigh 190 pounds. Well, the majority of teams picking one and two don't have the surrounding pieces for them. I mean, that's yeah, but the Titans are works. picking 11th and they don't have the surrounding pieces and they're tall and they're talking about trading up. We're, we are talking about trading up to number one. So I'm a sell on this idea. So Noah brings some, uh, Oh, jackpot bucks. He goes yeah. 999 yeah. says buy. So here's a different slant on it. You have a new general manager who has the opportunity to get his guy and doesn't seem to be afraid of being aggressive. But it may be too much to trade up that many spots, which we've talked about. Wouldn't surprise me if they try. Noah brings up Rand Carthon. I don't think that we truly know if he's aggressive yet. I mean, we we haven't he hasn't made a single move. I mean, he just got in the damn building. You know, he's just taking his jacket off. I mean, so I you cannot sit here and label, oh, this dude is a wheeler and dealer. He is, he is, you know. And 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 I, I agree because a lot of people are like, well, he was with the Niners who traded up for Trey Lance from 15 to 3 or whatever it was. But that doesn't mean that Rand Carthon made that move. <laughs> we just don't know yet. Yeah. And so I, I have a, you know, because Noah that brought up, you know, it would take a lot. Let's ask this question on what would it cost the Titans to trade up to the number one overall pick from 11 uh, and go through like what we think w- this would actually take. And then I have an opinion as well, based off of uh, Noah's comment there. But first let me tell you guys about Hughes and Coleman injury lawyers. They're the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. And if you unfortunately get injured in a car wreck, you need to go to Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation. They'll go get you all the money you deserve from that unfortunate event of getting injured in a car wreck. They've recovered over $1 billion for their clients 
across the state of Tennessee and in Kentucky and can do the same thing for you. So for a free case consultation, call their number 800-800-4600. That's 800-800-4600. Hughes and Coleman injury lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans and of A to Z Sports every weekday morning here with us. So check them out if you or someone you know gets hurt in a car wreck and go to Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation, 800-800-4600, Principal Office, Nashville, Tennessee. A to Z Sports, we're powered by BetMGM. I am on a hot streak. Yesterday, six bets in a row I have won, including a four-game parlay plus 445. I bet $35 to pay me out 180. NBA parlay. So I'm streaking, baby. And thank you to BetMGM. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports. They are the king of the sports books. You can join. Look, you have highs and lows in sports betting. I'm on a high right now. I want to stay here as, for as long as I possibly can. Get up to $1,000 in free bonus bets for your first, if your first bet misses for new users. Download the app today in your Apple or Android store. Well, on that, Zach, you notice what shirt I'm not wearing on a Monday. Oh, so you're, you're on the other side. No, no. I wear the I wear the BetMGM shirt on Mondays when I have a bad weekend because they own me. When, when oh, I wear I, that, I, I, I don't, that, that I have no idea. I don't pay attention to you. you every shirt looks the same. Just yeah, like well, my. no, I, but I've mentioned that the last the last two Mondays before today, I've been wearing the BetMGM shirt because they've owned me over the weekend, but I'm not today because I got them this past weekend. So I'm with you on the hot side. So, all right, what would the Titans have to give up to go to the number one pick from 11? Do you have some chat you want to you wanna check out? Well, here, real quick, uh, Andre has some lunchbox money. He says, okay. do you really think the Bears would be willing to drop to 11, missing a top defensive talent? Colts at four seem like a better move for Chicago. Well, yeah. I think, and Andre brings up the good point of, you know, it's willing and able, right? Like, yep. what? who's willing? Are the Colts willing? Do they love Bryce Young enough? Do they feel like they could get C.J. Stroud? Like, there's so many different things, right? I think you go into this and – Austin, from 11 to 1, I think you've got to give up three first-round picks. Three. and Yeah, and I don't think that the Titans should or would be willing to do that with a brand-new general manager. You can't just come in there and and burn down the place, right? Because you know what? That represents, in my opinion, that represents Ken Wisenhunt and Tommy Smith. They came in there and they tried to do everything completely and utterly different with no inhibition of the win. And then all of a sudden you blink twice and both of them are gone. Yeah. That's not how Rand Carthon wants to start yeah. his career and his dream job with the Tennessee Titans. But I think the cost, the cost of living is going up. That's what the cost of living is. So you think three first round picks. So that means this year's first, right? This year's 11, 2024 and 2025 first round picks. Yeah, and, from 11 to 1. I do. Yeah, I, I, you know, and probably some more, right? There's probably, oh, yeah, some, I, I'm yeah. starting there. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the only way that it would go down to two or maybe one, I still think it would be two, is if Jeffrey Simmons is involved. That's what I was going to say because, you know, the comment, who was it, Noah, that brought up, uh, the the would the Bears be willing to trade back to eleven if Jeffrey Simmons is their first round draft pick, right? Mm-hmm. If that's their defensive player, they get and they got then, the money to pay him. Yeah, and they got a bunch of money to pay him, so that would be it, right? It would be maybe two first round picks, the one this year and next year, plus Jeffrey Simmons, uh, and that's you know where the Titans would save money uh, from not having to pay Jeff twenty 
$5 million a year or whatever it's going to be, uh, and then be able to go get the quarterback. But I don't think that's the right move. I, I, I kind of feel you on that, that I believe that's the two prices. But Zach, here's what I also think about Rand Carthon. Because Rand, Rand has an opportunity to not start his clock. Because every GM, every head coach, and you can go to college and say every athletic director, they have a clock. And the clock starts whenever that gargantuan move or decision is made to be aggressive. Like, so Rand Carthon's clock, if he goes up to number one, his clock is on and it's ticking fast. Because if that if that fails, then he is gone faster. But if Rand doesn't move up and he stays at 11 and drafts a tackle, I don't think his clock starts. But what's the worth? I agree with everything you said. What's the worth of hitting on the risk? So look oh, at it. Look at it in both both spectrums because sure. I don't disagree. But if you hit on the massive move and it's your franchise quarterback, Austin, for the next fifteen to twenty years, let that sink in. That so, but that's your risk. I understand it. But if you hit and you have your franchise quarterback, you could be a made man. Yeah, I just don't think, and Malachi says his clock is on trusting an 180-pound quarterback. I, I know. <laughs> the team. There, there, and so, like, that's, sides. again, that's, awesome. that's where I, I don't think it makes sense because it doesn't make sense to start your clock with that aggressive of a move. When are you going to get another opportunity? I, I, I'm, I'm kind of fighting. I'm playing devil's advocate. No, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. When are you going to get another opportunity? Like the likeliness, unless you tank, and that could happen. Who knows what the Titans are going to do in the next couple of years? Uh, I don't think the Raiders imagined this year that they were going to pick in the top 10. Do you? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Right. So, Maybe like, Devontae Adams and really suck. Yeah. Yeah. Going, uh, coming off of a playoff, you know, like, so think weird things have happened in the past, but, you know, the Titans historically also are not a top one or two team that picks. They've done that a couple of times, right? But usually, they're a 11-12 pick or middle of the pack. They don't pick 32nd. We know that. Mm-hmm. But that's usually what the franchise stability level has been. They're not great. They're not terrible. They're good. And good puts you in purgatory. And that's what the Titans have been in. They're good, not great. Yeah. And so, again, like for... Like, but, if, Austin, here, I'll say one more thing. Being good, not great, won't get you a franchise quarterback unless you pay him and get him in free agency. That's the only way now that you're going to be able to get a, a great quarterback. Yeah, for sure. So like, you know, speaking of the, the, the aggressive trade thing, right. Let's think about the 49ers where Rand just came from because they were aggressive. John Lynch had a lot of goodwill and equity in what he had built. He traded aggressively from, I think 12 up to three to get Trey Lance. That's not working out. That was a bold move to go that much for a guy you didn't know much about coming from North Dakota State. And he has been hurt and hasn't played much, but you got the luck of Brock Purdy that might buy you some time. And so... uh, So I think that the 49ers, to compare the 49ers is somewhat of an anomaly because the X factor is not the quarterback. Right. X factor is the head coach. No, I'm with you. So you can make mistakes when you have an offensive minded, let's just call him guru. I mean, he's a, he is a 
anybody in the league would love to have Kyle Shanahan running their offense, right? Mm-hmm. So when you make those mistakes, you can afford to take the risk. Austin, they can't afford no. to take any offensive risk because their offensive coordinator, which they don't have currently, mm-hmm. usually is probably going to move on. I'm with, yeah. So do we we both agree it is not worth trading up to number one? I would love for them to do it. Oh, but, it would be amazing that's, that's, for it's spending other people's money, right? Yeah, like yeah. Like, of course, you don't give a damn when you know somebody gives you ten dollars and you lose it at the casino, right? But if th- that's your hard-earned money, that's your hard-earned picks, that's another story. But I, I I just I would love to to see them with a franchise quarterback that they could ride and die with over the next at least minimum four to five years. And if not, if you if you hit, you're now talking 10 to 15 to 20. Yeah. And you know, the Titans have a lot of problems with their roster, and they only have six draft picks, and they have minus 23 to 26 million dollars in cap space, too. Well, and look at the quarterback situation. Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, uh, Tom Brady is now gone. Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Phillip Rivers. That era of quarterback has that era is gone, right? Mm-hmm. The new crop is Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, as we see him on Sunday. Those guys are super young. They're not going anywhere, and so. If you're going to compete with those guys, you're going to have to bring the ammunition to fight. And the Titans don't currently have that ammunition. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. A to Z Sports here live on this Monday. Zach, let's wrap up this show with a Monday Ask Me Anything type of question. I'm curious to see what you got in the holster for today, but tell us about Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. The Palisade at the bottom of the screen, you see that. Man, it is nice. Third row seating, all the bells and whistles. That is your family car. Now, you just got to go quick trip down I-40 exit 236 and take a look and test drive the Palisade. It is very, very sleek. It is fuel efficient, and it could be your your perfect family car. If you need something else, you're looking at another make and model, look at the Sonata, the Elantra, the Tucson, the Santa Fe, even the Ionic, and the Ionic is battery-powered. All those other cars are just fuel efficient. But Wilson County Hyundai is trusted by A to Z Sports, and they should be trusted by you. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Download the BetMGM app today because it's the perfect time to jump on board with the BetMGM train because we know what's coming up in six days from now. And do it with bonus code ATOZ Sports. That's bonus code ATOZ Sports for new users. And what this does is it gives you up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet on the BetMGM app loses. So you get two opportunities at it to make as much money as you possibly can to get that bankroll started with the BetMGM app. And the right time is now to jump on board. So that's with bonus code ATOZ Sports, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you sign up with our code ATOZ Sports uh, if your first bet misses. So check them out right there and visit the betmg.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification eligible requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued at non-wagable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. And for problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Zach, we've got Monday Ask Me Anything, so hit me with it. 
Uh, and uh, we'll kind of dive into this. So real quick before I yeah. get to that, Sean King says, if the Titans don't trade up, what's priority with number 11 pick? Sean, hang tight, bud. It's February 6th. We got plenty of time that we're going to be discussing that topic. And then Jimbo says, real question, been trying to figure out how they can trade to be a trade talk about Lamar. The Lamar situation is also very intriguing because of what they could do with their quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. They could franchise tag him for two years. They could hold him hostage and try to trade him. They could let him go to another team for them to sign up because they're just done with them. They could be a quarterback needy team. I mean, there's so many storylines this offseason. We have not even gotten to the offseason, oh, yeah. so stick with us. So uh, over the weekend, and I also have – I think you probably have only, only did one, and I don't know this, one of these two things. But I watched in very, uh, let's just say, very small spurts. That's how I describe it. The new reinvented Pro Bowl games live from Las Vegas. And I also watched in spurts the Grammys last night on CBS both god awful but i'm asking if anybody watched both of those like i did not in their entirety i couldn't sit through all but what was worse the pro bowl games or the grammys that is my question to the chat and to you and i I, my assumption is you didn't watch the grammys and my assumption is you may have watched a little bit of the pro bowl games i didn't watch either on tv there you go. <laughs> so, so I, you know, of the Pro Bowl is so not interesting to me, and anything they do around the Pro Bowl is not interesting to me. Like I saw, you know, on Instagram, like the Titans would share some videos of their guys doing stuff. Like I saw where Morgan Cox helped win the kick tac toe by long snapping uh, the the tic tac toe boards. I saw that, and then I, I saw one play from the actual flag football game itself. And it was when Derek Henry caught a pass and then just immediately had his flag pulled. And he just like looked bored because it's like, you know, what is Derek Henry supposed to do if he's not allowed to stiff arm? Like in flag football, Derek Henry is utterly useless when it comes to what he is. And so I think, you know, both do not move the needle one smidge for me. Yeah, and, you know, Pro Bowl was actually better than the past years. I think it's tough because, you know, your expectations are lowering. Lowered. You want to hear something wild, Austin? Do you know how much that the Pro Bowl players received this year? Um, Why? The winning team. Let's say the winning team. The winning flag football team. What? How much do you think those players made? Usually it's like 50 if you win, 25 if you don't. But I don't know this year. What was it? The winning team in the Pro Bowl made $84,000. Okay. The loser of the Super Bowl makes $82,000. So you made more money if you win the Pro Bowl Bowl versus lose the Super Bowl. (laughs) It makes zero sense. Yeah, but you have to incentivize the guys to go. I I know, and $84,000, I guess, you know is somewhat incentive, but it actually is not even incentive because so many p- players don't go. Yeah. Like but- they, they're just like, ah, screw it. I'll, uh, they, they'll make more money by just putting their 
their money in a CD for six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, the Pro Bowl matters, unfortunately, by label only because, you know, it, you know, if you're looking at a guy's career after he retires, oh, he made five Pro Bowls. Like that means something. But the actual week of the Pro Bowl is beyond meaningless. And so I think they should just, I, I get it. I get people watch it and, they make money off of it, obviously, because if they didn't, they would stop. Yeah, well, they make money off of it because they play the players only $84,000, right? Yeah. Um, so I I watched both in spurts, as I said. Uh, the Grammys were by far worse. And the Pro Bowl games were bad. Don't get me wrong. But the Grammys have crumbled. They don't mean anything to me. And I also think here's the problem, Austin, the Grammys mean the least that they've ever meant to our younger generation. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24-year-old girls and boys, they don't care. They, the Grammys, and I I remember back in my day, you know, that, that was something that like, wow, I mean, that you won, you won how many Grammys? Like that, that was what you put up on a pedestal to say this was your line of work. This was what represented your resume. Yeah. And now it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. Austin, I know you probably don't listen to a lot of country music, but this is how big of a joke the Grammys are. The best album for country music in today's age, in 2023, they gave to Willie Nelson. I mean, that that tells you every it, it it matters not about what the substance of the music is and it's all about and I will say this and I know people don't it's all about political agenda and that that's not how an award show should be even though that's how award shows are that is not how award shows should be the Grammys were by far the worst but that, both terrible what and this is a open-ended question what awards actually matter today damn good question none of them that's the answer no none of the like awards yeah, the oscars like, don't mean as much the golden globes don't mean as much the no. emmys everybody's got a damn emmy these days zach the heisman trophy doesn't mean that much B boom there's a great example why is the, that i mean the, you NFL, bring up a good the point. nfl mvp doesn't even mean that much because we all we all automatically know it's going to go to the best quarterback not the actual most valuable player like no award matters today. Why? Because we don't care. Like but why? But I know. But why, like I think you brought up a, a valid point. But I'm trying to diagnose why does awards mean the least that they've ever meant in the history of man? I think I think it's because you know I don't know the answer to this because that's a big deal, right? Like it's it's a big deal. It's a big question. And on of all why. platforms, you just you just outlaid it. On all platforms, music, movies, acting, athletes, all of that, individual accolades. No awards don't matter. The only like team championships do, right? Yeah, because that's earned on. That's on. It's like not voted on. That's like you played out. Um championship mvps right like super bowl mvps there's va there's yeah, more value to those because yeah but because that's like played out on a field like 
it, you know, I think it matters more how many streaming numbers you have or how many downloads you have, not necessarily who grants you the best at whatever via and, an award. And do you think, and Eric brings this up, do you believe because the political sphere of what we live in today is so messed up? I, I, I mean, I, no, I, because it's like the Heisman Trophy doesn't, isn't involved in that really. Like it just, I mean, maybe when it comes to like the, the entertainment, like uh, music and film and the Tonys and stuff, but I, when it comes to sports, I don't think it matters. It's just that nobody, it's, I think it's, there's an oversaturation that we just don't care. Like, I just think it's a very great question. Uh, and, but, uh, but we don't care in this realm. Actually, what we're trying to find is a substantial reasoning. And I don't, ha I don't think we have one. Yeah, Dion says, guys, I'll, you know, Dion says, guys, I'll think about your awards question and trying to get a real answer for you based on his view. I, I mean, I'd love to hear. It. I have no idea. But people, we as a society, no longer care about awards. We don't care about award shows. There's too many of them, probably. It's oversaturated. Like when it comes to the award show concept, there's so many other things that we would rather do than sit there and watch an award show that's too drawn out and takes too long than you know what we want to find on our phone and here's the other thing pop music or music in today's age unless you're adele or like chris stapleton that are outstanding live right because they just have this unbelievable voice and music ability all of the artists blow live they, they can't sing right because it's auto-tuned or they're getting help I mean, even Harry Styles last night, that was one of the artists that I watched on the Grammys. I turned it off. It, and it, it wasn't based on Harry, like on what he was doing and how he was uh, dressed and all that stuff. I don't care about that. It was based on how he sounded. It was bad. Yeah, I, mean, so I, yeah. That, I think that's another problem for what these things represent. Uh, the award shows are supposed to be a form of entertainment and they're not entertainment when they're not that entertaining. Well, and we also know we can, I can go watch it on Twitter later. You know, I don't have to sit there for three hours to watch an award show where every little concept. I, there, I think that is a part of the answer. Yeah. Like, you know, I didn't have to watch the Pro Bowl. If something interesting came out of the Pro Bowl, I'll see it on social media. Yeah. Which is what happened. Like, I, I did see uh, Tyreek Hill get decked by Jalen Ramsey. You know, that was probably I, the only thing that came out. I saw that four seconds. It was like. A four second clip and oh okay and then I moved on my life. Or you know Stefan Diggs kneeling down looking at cheerleaders. <laughs> I, I didn't even see that. So that, that was the other thing that happened. Well, yeah. Again, nothing matters. Basically, nothing matters uh, as much as it used to. So we're just oversaturated, watered down with everything. But anyway, thanks everybody for watching today's show. I'll tell you what matters is uh, uh, subscribing to our channel. Check us out for more Titans coverage. Uh, Buck Rising will be live tonight, A to Z Sports Primetime. So make sure you like the show before you go. Give us that thumbs up on Facebook, on YouTube, wherever you're watching right there. We greatly appreciate that. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like and follow our Facebook uh, page as well for more of our Titans content. A to Z Sports.com for more as well. And Buck live tonight at 8 p.m. Central. We'll see you guys tomorrow on a Tuesday. Appreciate it as always.